Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Some Assembly Required, the monthly talk show that brings together members from the Australian podcasting community. I am one of your hosts, Dane Peavy, from Pushing Through Blue Podcast, and this month we have assembled Dylan Blight from the Explosion Network. Hello, very glad to be here this month. Beautiful. Drew Agnew from the House of Mario. Hey guys, good to uh, hear from you again. It's been a while. It has been a while. Simon Blackburn from Take My Tone. Hey y'all. In the podcast. Uh, guys, welcome. It's, uh, we're doing this on a Sunday night. How's everyone going? Um, good, good. I don't, Sunday night, Monday night, Wednesday night, they're, they're all the same. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, yeah, look, um, going well. Oh, good. Drew, how are you going? Yeah, good. It, it feels like a, it feels like the very end of end of the week, even though it's kind of like the beginning of the week. Do you guys do you guys view Sunday as the start or the end of the week? I view it as the end of the week, but I know it's technically the start. But what do you guys see it as? Um, I've always made this argument for years, just because people get all angry that Sunday is the first day of the week because that's how it's uh, put on the calendar. And I always, whenever I bring it up in conversation with family members and stuff and they get all Riley about it. It's one of those things I really don't care about, but I just keep like keep on the case because <laughs> I can see they're getting like frustrated by it and I kind of enjoy that. But um, beca- because my work schedules, like I usually work weekends and whatever else and most, most of the time, the whole idea of the work and en- week ending on a Sunday or a Friday or starting on a Monday, or whatever, doesn't bother, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's at the uh, it's a, it's the end of the week for me. It feels like it Monday to Friday type yeah. job. What about you, Simon? Uh yeah, same. Like it's I think it's called the weekend for a reason. <laughs> yeah, well played. You know? and like yeah. you, you're li- you're literally starting the next work week on a Monday, so you're finishing on a Sunday. I don't know. It's yeah, seems obvious. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, well. <laughs> it is sun- it is Sunday night. And look, just a quick question. I want to do a quick round table question here. We'll do like a bit of a rapid fire style. I don't want to take up too much time here. Um, how was your weekend and what did you get up to? So let's go. Let's go, Dill. You're in, mate. Edited the podcast, watched a bunch of movies, played a couple games, wrote an article, wrote a review. Now I'm here. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> Love your work. Simon, you're up. Uh, basically, so the other half had two different cleaning shifts to do. So I was basically being at home with the kids um, between that and house chores, mowing the lawn, cleaning out all the guinea pig cages, feeding the guinea pigs, um, taking the dog for a walk. <laughs> Just, those those uh, guinea pig we- cages weeding. get real bad smell, don't they? Yeah. Uh, they. Well, I mean, that's why I, I clean it out each, <laughs> properly re-clean it out each, each week because they have a propensity for excreting a lot. So... <laughs> <laughs> But they are super cute, but but they 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 shit a lot. So, yeah. I've I've never had a guinea pig. Is just like, is it just, is there a pile of crap which is like the same size as the actual guinea pig itself, or is it a bit more discreet? Well, the good the good thing about like this is hilarious that we've entered this level of conversation already. But um, the fact that they do like perfect little like pellet sized and and they're just anywhere you know anywhere they go. So I've got hay in there. It's all over the hay and that, but it's at least it's easy to clean up. Like they do a lot of it, as opposed to like if you've got a dog. Depending on what you fed them, it can change dramatically. Mm. So guinea pigs are pretty much the same consistently. Yeah, well, that's good. You what you really want a nice consistent turd in your pets. That's what you look for in a 
in a companion. <laughs> it is a signal of health, so. Yeah. Very good. Um, Segwaying from poo, how are you going, uh, Drew? What, uh, how was your weekend like? Uh, pretty good. It's, it's just been raining here all week, so we haven't really uh, got up to much. The the idea was to, you know, be productive and um, mow some lawns and stuff, but uh, yeah, I just ended up playing playing with uh, all these new games I've gotten <laughs> over the weekend, which is good. Uh, played a bit of Link's Awakening and stuff like that, which was uh, good fun, so the weather was a good excuse to sort of get into some of those things. Yeah, nice. Small yeah. for choice. And it's good to have uh, good to have rain on anyway when they at the farms. So that's always a good thing. I, yeah. I was literally gonna gonna hit you up about that, Drew, because that's that that's a very uh, touch and go part of my job at the moment. Is because obviously you know we're a lot we sell to a lot in the agricultural region, and uh, yeah, that's kind of like the, the the tap has turned off for that uh, rather significantly because of lack of rainfall. Um, mm. And so that's what I was going to ask you when you said it's raining in your area. I'm thinking, oh yeah. Specifically, which area, which towns, targeted marketing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got, yeah, you're going to target the the uh, the farms with a bit more money because the feed's a bit better. Is that the idea? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, yeah, because basically, like, you've got currently at the moment, you've got like mid to north Queensland's doing really well, and then WA traditionally does really well, but it, they're still waiting for rain, so it's just kind of like it's crazy. Mm, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's usually pretty good here for like rainfall and that, but uh. Yeah, over over winter it's been a bit drier, so you know it's it's good to see a bit more rain in the oh, area. Oh yeah, bit of nice. rain, yeah, very nice. A bit, a bit, a bit of rain, yes. Very good. All right. I love Dylan's face. He's like, what the fuck am I listening <laughs> to? <laughs> He's tuned out. <laughs> oh, too funny. Farming. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'll stump in here. So okay. So what do I go? Uh, so Saturday. So it's school holidays now. So uh, jumped in already with the uh, cinemas. So I went and saw Angry Birds too. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's good size. Uh, it's definitely a DVD movie for me. Uh, the first one was much better, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, the kids loved it. That's the main thing. So, burn off some energy. What else? Um, my wife is nesting at the moment. So, uh, basically, that just means that we had to clean the house like crazy. Um, we did one of those like spring cleans where it's just like you go through everything. You've got to be aggressive with what you throw yes, out. Yeah. It's always good, oh, yeah. you know, find a 15-year-old camera. Do we need it? I have the same question you have every two years. <laughs> um, and then the whole thing, you find a place for it in the cupboard. So it's good. Mm. Uh, for those that don't know, 37 <laughs> weeks my wife is, so she's full term. So I've pretty much got a bag packed at the front door, ready to go at any point in time. So if I exit from here, Drew, you are on standby. You jump in there, mate, for me. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and then I on, always want it to happen. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 the boss. <laughs> Dash, is, Dash will be loving this. Ah. And, um, and then on Sunday, so today, um, had a good day today. I went to Oz Comic Con, um, did some volunteer with uh, Checkpoint there. So fantastic organization. Um, second year that I've done that. So it's really good. I really enjoy Oz Comic Con. It's here in Brisbane. Um, so a lot of costumes, awesome costumes, uh, video games, pop culture. I don't know if you guys have, have gone to any of the uh, Oz Comic Cons in the past. Uh, I went to the very first one that was in Melbourne when they launched it. And it was pretty shit house, but. That was the first one, so it's kind of expected. I love, I love your honesty. Yeah. I, I completely forgot they were on, and then my yeah, my sister and her husband and I posted photos, and they all got into costume. I posted up a photo of like my nephew went as Stanley, and my brother-in-law went as uh, you know Agent Forty Seven Hitman. And yeah, I think cool. my sister was like some sort of X Men character, and um, yeah, it was it was cool because it's just like I completely forgot that Comic Con was even like a thing in Australia. Mm. 
Um, yeah. Just because everyone sort of talks about, at least over in WA, it's like, oh, are you going to Supernova this year? Going to Supernova this year? So that seems to be the one, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I think uh, the Oz Comic Con is really only in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne, I think it is. So, and Drew, you've obviously got something in Adelaide as well. Yeah, we've got Supernova in uh, yeah, Adelaide, right. but yep. Adelaide's still like a four-hour trip for me. So, um, I'm not I'm not so much just uh, into that sort of thing. So, um, I usually go up there for Avcon, which is video games and anime. But um, I guess yeah, that and PAX are like the main conventions I go to each year because I've got to travel to both of them. So, um, stuff like Comic Con and that. Um, if I lived a bit closer, I'd be like, yeah, why not? I'll go there. But mm. as far as like a five-hour trip and accommodation and all of that, uh, it's not so much, not so much worth it for me. I feel. Yeah, but that's fair enough. Be fun Absolutely to go. fine. Yeah. Uh, plenty as a as an anime fan, there was plenty of uh, awesome costumes this year. Um, heaps of comics and manga, which is, I guess is a good segue into Dylan. Your topic, if you wouldn't mind unpacking it for us, please. Um, yeah, so it's just a round old bit. Want to touch on it? It which of those of us are readers currently? Um, if you're not, and by readers, I do, I always count, uh, books and comics. That's a whole different topic of like, uh, book snobs get like, oh, comic books don't count as reading because they got pictures. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> all of it, whatever. It's all reading. Uh, so which of us read something at the moment? Um, if you don't, why not? And then were you a big reader as a child or, or not? Especially because even tonight I was watching the the news briefly and they had a whole story about you know, kids too much on iPads, not reading and, you know, all this mm. sort of, uh, that sort of thing. And I grew up reading a lot. Like I was probably the, the hardest reader in my class. E- even in primary school, I was reading books and then suggesting what the teacher should read to the rest of the class. And I got to read whatever <laughs> I wanted. Like I had some special deal with the teacher because I just was the only student that actually enjoyed reading. So I was just kind of allowed to do uh, whatever I wanted. And I fall in and out of reading as it is at the moment, but the topic was basically spurred because like uh, over the last month and a half or two months, I've been catching up back into like kind of getting into bed and reading and I'll dive off. I'll do a couple months where I'm not reading anything because I'm just, it's a busier season. I'm trying, I'm up late playing video games or catching up on movies or something. Just depends what I've got to be doing at the time a little bit. Um, but then also over the last couple of months, I've started using Audible as well. So I'm like in this weird, like manic time at the moment where I'm catching up on a whole heap of comics <laughs> on my, um, on my tablet. So I'm reading, com- that's how I read comics, catching up on a bunch there. I have a novel on my bed that I'm reading every night. And then also throughout the day, I've been listening to books a lot uh, via Audible. So I'm pretty much just like doing a whole bunch of this at the moment. So books are pretty much on my mind. So yeah, I don't know how you want to tackle it. Whoever wants to, to go first, if you read it all now. Um, and then if you, uh, what your childhood reading times were like. We'll start with Simon. He's staring me in the eyes. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, it, with, with how you're laid out on the screen right now, I can only see your door. <laughs> there you go. Now you're right in the middle. <laughs> um, okay, so I I certainly read uh, just like books and stuff in general a fair bit as a kid, and I essentially stopped reading books as soon as I moved out of home. Weirdly. Um, and ever since then, any of my like, oh, you know, read a book in bed thing has been replaced with, oh, watch a Netflix show in bed or watch a 
uh, something on Apple. Just watch something on one of the streaming services, right? And um, but in terms of uh, is, is this topic specific to comics? Yes. No. Uh, book anything. Books, comics, anything, what, okay. whatever. Okay, Manga, yeah. uh, so, magazines. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, so from the from the comic angle, though, I weirdly enough, I was v- very, very into. Marvel and DC, but through the animated shows. So my first memory and first love of anything involving comic, you know, IP was the Uncanny X Men animated series, because um, I remember seeing that as it, as it was coming out in the early nineties, um, and that just completely changed my life. And that intro to that show is still, I think, one of the best animated intros ever. Um, but I never actually sought out purchasing comics. I think I just, A, I was of a certain age where I just didn't have money to to spend on that sort of stuff. And I I did go to a lot of comic stores and that when I was older and I had friends that had awesome comic collections and I'd check them out and I'd be into it, but I never went as far as actually fully being dedicated to it. I've always been interested in the characters and so, therefore, when a movie, like the first X-Men movie came out, it was like dream come true at the time, because I was, you know, like year seven or something, and I was like, oh, I can't believe this, you know, this is like the reason I got into this, all these sort of characters and that, and um, it's, you know, in a movie, isn't this, isn't this the best thing ever? Um, so, in terms of just general reading, it was all your, as a kid, it was all your classic Paul Jennings and Morris Gleitzman and all that sort of stuff, and then I got into a lot of, like, futuristic thrillers and that when I was um in high school so things involving technology and I don't know people getting sucked into a video game and just things like that um and yeah basically now if I try and read a book I end up rereading the first page over and over again because I keep falling asleep so <laughs> hmm. yeah because my, my, my cap off question that I guess everyone should answer if they're not reading um, do you wish that you w- do you wish you were was actually reading more? Um, yes or no, and why do you think you can't? I guess. Um, yes, I wish I could read more because reading an actual book rather than staring at a screen, regardless of it, even if it's an e-ink display or whatever, um, I I just feel like there's something about disconnecting from a screen which I find, you know, is something I feel like I should be doing. Um, but that being said, I just, I get to it and I, I don't, I don't know what there is about it. Whereas my wife, she goes to the library, she hires out seven books each week and reads them. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> like it's, it's insane. Um, and you know, she will admit though books that she's not totally into, she'll kind of like skim read, but she'll still make it through to the end. Whereas I, I'm, I myself am struggling with that. Whereas during particularly high school years and even just out of high school, I was buying a lot of music magazines. Um, this is before the digital subscriptions were even like really an option or were any good. And now obviously they've come so far and you've got your, more of your websites cover this sort of stuff. But back then I was all about yeah, getting, getting my metal hammer, getting my Kerrang, getting revolver and stuff like that. And that was something I really delved into when I moved uh, to where I am now in Albany. So like year 10, I was just like straight up would, yeah, buy these magazines. A lot of them were coming from you, know, like Metal Hammer was a UK thing. You get it six weeks late. I, I used to get and, Hammer all the time. That's that was yeah, my, things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, and I, and I still follow those magazines in their online form, but it's kind of like 
I would only really want to purchase a physical music magazine now if it had a really cool like photo shoot feature or something that's you just want in print um, yep. or a really cool cover. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, that's essentially where I sit with printed material. Mm. Interesting. I'll, I'll say on the your whole like, oh, watch the X Men show, and um, I I still it still never pushed you into actually reading the comics. I always find that stuff interesting because whenever um whenever there's like a news story about how comics like they aren't selling as much as the marvel dc or whoever are hoping and there's always someone in the comics uh, comment section who's like how can avengers you know make two the highest grossing movie of all time and comics the comics industry is still struggling or, or whatever it's always like well as much as you you may think that just because there's the biggest selling franchise of the world is uh, comic book related. Those view those views on these movies has never actually turned enough people into to readers, and it's something that yeah. all of Marvel and DC have always struggled with. They're like people are watching Batman movies, they're watching X Men, Spider Man, Avengers, what have you. How do we get them to actually support? The, the the birth womb or whatever of this this property that they're watching like going back to to day one but yeah but like there is there is something that I like about so I've, I've I've several times said that I was getting Marvel fatigue through the movies the MCU stuff and but I've always I've never like written off the idea of or, or the interest in actual a physical comic like I'm not going out and getting it but if some if I go around that friend's house that has it. Or if I see one on a shelf or something, I'm like, oh, cool. And then you're like, man, comics are so awesome. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's there's something about that source material and the art and the art style and everything that can be packed into, you know, and, and just some like the emotion and everything you can get through it that they don't quite depict in a film. Yeah. Um, that is still exciting and still there's something like magical about it. Um, you know, and and I, I have tossed with the idea of okay Matt, Matt should I because I'm kind of like holding back on this thing where I'm like oh man comics are so cool should I just bite the bullet and go out and just delve right into a series that I find most interesting or delve into a character that I don't even know like my introduction to Ant-Man was through the films and I, and I love him in the films it makes me want to go and read the Ant-Man comics now you know um, so it, it, I'm sort of caught in this, this weird place with it really Mm. Mm. Well, Dane should probably go next since he was at Comic Con today. Yeah, yeah, sense. yeah. Look, I'll I'll take a step back and I'll look at the books uh, first. I definitely I'm definitely read more when I was a kid. Um, I was heavily invested in Goosebumps. I don't know if you guys were, but like that oh, was my, yes, that was my how, did I, how did I not mention that? Oh, Goosebumps. Oh. So like my earliest memory so of good. completing a book, like we all talk about, you know that you know if you can remember that game that you first completed, I definitively remember the first book that I ever completed and it was a boo- uh, Goosebumps and it was like The Knights of the Living Dummy. don't know if, if you yes. guys ever read that, but I remember, I remember yeah, reading that yeah. and I thought that was the biggest achievement ever. I think I would have been in like year three. But yeah, no, I, was, I was heavy into Goosebumps, um, heavy into uh, Roald Dahl, um, even those like Choose yep. Your Adventure mm-hmm. books. Like I was smashing out books like so all good. the time. Yeah, yeah, they were so good. Um, I was smashing out books all the time when I was younger and I definitely feel like as I got older, um, I have reduce you know the books that i that i read um which is like it's something that i wish i could keep up and i found that like the older i get and probably the last maybe year or two i've definitely like yourself um dylan gone um to audio so i've like 
I've just in the last maybe like year, as I mentioned, year or two, I've like uh, recently discovered like Audible and I'm like all over that. Um, and it's, it's, it probably just suits me for my lifestyle. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into podcasts and I'm on the go all the time and I commute for work and it's just so easy half the time to, you know, stick headphones on my ears and do, you know, multitask and do what I'm doing or move around and, and just still uh, digest, you know, books. Um, I'm a, I'm a big thing. Uh, I'm a big fan with regards to when I'm, listening to a book that I prefer it to be um, narrated by the um, author. I think like mm. what I really like about Audible books is that they have these side notes. So like a couple of the last ones that I uh, most recently listened to, I listened to uh, Osher Ginsberg's one back after the break. That was really good. Um, I've listened to Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, Crushing It, which was awesome. And what I really like about the Audible books is they like the authors uh, take the time to do the, the side notes and, give a bit of like more perspective as to like things that aren't in the book or things that like since they've written the book, what they've learned and things like that. I really like that. I think that's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, so like used to read heaps of books when I was younger. I wish I read more. Um, I'm sort of that reader that at, at night times, like I will try and read a book. I've got two books there that I've started. Um, and as soon as I tra- start trying to read it at night, I'm, I'm down. If you, if you want me to go to sleep, I'll just really <laughs> start reading the book. I'm, I'm going to use, um, and, and I've even found like I, so I'm on the trains uh, every day with regards to work and commuting from work. And over the last couple couple of years, it's really interesting to see like people that, you know, brought on paper or, or like, you know, paperbacks and, and books have, like, and then they go to, um, what are they called? Kindles. Like it's Kindles. just this evolution yeah. now that people are just going digital and whether it's like from Kindles to Audible, you know, everyone's got wireless headphones now and, and on the go. Um, yeah. So like, yeah. So that's, that's sort of a bit of my history about books uh with comics um i wasn't heavily into comics as a young kid i have this memory of when i was probably about year three or year four once again uh i lived uh where i where i used to live when i was, when I was a young kid um i used to have a friend in the street and there used to be a 7-eleven like pretty close to us and this 7-eleven was pretty creative is to like you know every time you buy a slurpee you get certain things you know and this this one 7-eleven for a good six months i would say would would basically give out um comic books every time you buy a, a you know a slurpee so me oh, and my mate God. had built up this oh, massive goodness. collection and literally he would just give us this lot like show us this library of comics and just go for gold sort of thing and yeah and like we built this like pretty awesome collection you know it was, it was marvel it was dc it was simpsons um and i think like from that I, you know I, I purchased at the same time that i was heavily invested into um trading cards so like you know obviously i was mm. I was, I was having the trading cards and i was in the simpsons and it's, it's like, you know, you know, when you're at primary school and you're like, you're going through all the fads, you know, very early it was like marbles and then it was Tarzos and Pogs and glow caps and the trading cards. Yeah. So, oh, so like yeah. whatever trading cards I was invested in, you know, someone would be like, oh, you know, look at all the Marvel and that. And then all of a sudden you start getting into the, the comics. That was sort of, that was my exposure to it. Um, and then I guess with, with uh, manga, that was probably something like I always, I've always, I've grown up with Dragon Ball. So like, that's my, that's my guilty pleasure, I guess, because I've had it for forever. And we all know how Dragon Ball loves to extend everything out. Um, and th- like probably about a year ago, I started, I bought this one collection of manga and it was someone that was just selling uh, the Naruto and the Naruto Shippuden um, manga collection. It was just a whole collection. The, the issue with manga when you buy it physical is that it's so expensive and it just you, it's very hard to see the end game with it. And you're buying so many of so many of them, and it can be a huge investment. But this person was none just of like, them end. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> they and go like, forever. Like, if, you, if you are collecting one piece, you know, muzzle top to you because you know, oh my god, you've sunk a fair bit of coin, <laughs> and I don't see any end to that. But yeah, this one, this person, I knew the ending for Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, and um, 
and she was selling it all. So I was like, great, fantastic. So I bought this thing. It's about 64 of these books and I loved it, loved reading it. It made me want to start buying the One Punch Man. Um, so I started buying that. But yeah, it's just, it can be expensive and you just don't know when it's going to end. And I'm fearful that that collector side of me with regards to video games will, will move into manga. So like I'm pretty much capping myself there at that one there. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like I definitely am more of an audio book listener now, uh, as I get older. So, but, and that's just, that's just a lifestyle thing, but, but I would prefer to read if I could. It's just, I can't do it at night cause I fall asleep. And during the day, I'm just too prone to just sticking on headphones and off I go. I would say you're not quite, you're not reading quote unquote, but mm. you are, if you're digesting books through Audible, then you're still like reading. You know, mm. like what I'm, I, I, I'm sure there are snubs out there with the whole Audible thing still, which is one of the reasons it took me so long to even try it uh, out this year. Um, and the reason I never tried it out till this year was because I'm like, if you're listening to a book, does that even count as reading? You know, like that, that sort of thing. I was like, does it even count? And now that I've tried it out, I'm like, I don't care if it counts or not. I, I'm I'm literally able to. I would not be able to get through the amount of stuff I'm getting through at the moment yep. if I wasn't listening to it. Because as you're saying, it just makes like I've I have a 20 minute drive to work, 20 minute drive back. I'm like mm. that's 40 minutes plus. A couple of months ago, when I started listening to Audible stuff, I started on one time speed, and then much like I've talked about with podcasts, I listen to podcasts at two times speed for most of them, and now I've got my Audible reading up to two times speed. So wow. I'm fucking you know smashing. For yeah. these damn books. That's 40 minute drive, 80 minutes of, of books happening there. That's like half a book done. Damn, smash. Exactly. Exactly right. And I just think it's it's time. Time seems to be the biggest thing. Like you only have allocated this much amount of time, you know, in your busy life and whatnot. It's like, well, I've got all these things that I want to capture into it. I'd like to get some reading. I'd like to get some books into it. How's the most efficient way for me to do it? And for me, that's it sort of thing. Yeah. So um, I just choose. And, the, the, and that's one of the things that like I'd recommend if anyone's um, – is for anyone's looking at looking at uh, Audible or looking at audio books, if you can find uh, a book that has the author as the narrator, it makes a huge difference. In my perspective, I've listened to books, you know, both narrated by someone else and narrated by the author, and it's a big difference, for my opinion, anyway, so... And if you head to audible.com slash push and fruit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, yeah, 10% off your first purchase, please. Audible charity. No, that's absolutely... Drew, what, do you, what about yourself? Uh, well... Back in primary school, I was a big reader. I always, um, I always read heaps of magazines, mainly gaming magazines and uh, heaps of comics as well. I never really got into sort of the superhero comics, but I was a big fan of uh, the Simpsons comics and Futurama comics, and basically just, I guess, uh, American cartoons that got got adapted to comics. Um, so yeah, Simpsons were definitely well, some of the biggest. Since you've both men- mentioned Simpsons, I got. Did you, are you both finding these in supermarkets? Because that's the only place I ever saw them as a kid. They were always in Woolworths, and I never saw them anywhere else. <laughs> I, I always got mine from the newsagents. Yeah, okay. I was, mine was a news agency as well. I remember them being really expensive. Yeah, like seven, eight dollars. Yeah, they yeah. were. They were yeah, as they were, a kid, they were real like, thin too. You know, yeah. Right. You got no money. My mum, my mum wouldn't buy them for me. I never got one. Mum can have Simpsons comic. Eight dollars. Now nah, get out of here, Dylan. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was lucky enough too. My my parents basically bought you know most of them, uh, but yeah. So I always like took heaps of magazines and comics and stuff to school. And uh, as far as like reading uh, like proper books, um, it was always like a school assignment or something like that where I'm forced to read it. Uh, not that I like I hate reading books or anything. I just preferred to read sort of. Uh, 
I guess, things I was more interested in. I never really, I guess the books I was exposed to might have never really caught my eye. It wasn't until I got a bit older that um, I sort of figured out that I wasn't really into just uh, non-fiction. I was into like fiction. I liked learning stuff when I was reading a book and stuff like, um, you know, the game over and stuff like that based on video games. I really, I really enjoyed that one. And uh, yeah, just like sort of learning from uh from people's writing rather than just stories i don't know why really and i haven't really gotten to audible yet but um it what is something i'm thinking about because like i listen to heaps of podcasts i'm like well i might as well try and get some of these books mm. i'm interested in because i'm the same as you guys you know you get home and uh just i've got it's a lot easier to pick up your phone and watch youtube than it is a uh, you know <laughs> try and figure out where a book is or just reading a book on your phone or your ipad or something is a, never as ideal as just holding actual thing itself. So, yeah, I guess that's the that's my quick answer. Um, yeah, I always used to read like Total Gamer and K Zone and all of those. <laughs> K Zone, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I used to love K Zone, and there was a K Zone subscription. Oh, uh, D Mag, yeah, yeah. yeah D Mag, just like now as an adult, when you hear that name. Mm. It just doesn't sound right. What does it stand D-Mag, for? Because yeah. obviously, obviously there's kids Hey guys, zone. check out my D-Mag. I made it myself. Like. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Don't even, I don't, yeah, don't know what D-Mag stands for, but Dick Mag, I guess. I guess that is what <laughs> no, it stands No, no, no. No, wasn't it a Disney one? Yeah, I'm was sure, it was, sure it was Disney it or something. It was like D-Mag, like Disney Mag, as I thought it was, yeah. I remember oh, like... Oh, wait. We, we never spoke about, Dane, we never spoke about uh, uh, NMS. Nintendo Magazine. System. Yes. Oh my god! Yes. I've got a, I've got a heap of those. Mm. They were the yeah. they were the go-to. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry to intrude well. on that, Drew. Even on that one there that no, you were mentioning about the D Mag and that, I just remember like like going to. I think it was like servers used to sell it as well as like news agencies, and they used to like. I don't know, like it was back in the day when they would like like entice kids with just whacking a pack of oval teens or something on the front of it. Do you ever like or yeah. or <laughs> Nest, you know, what is it, Nest Quick and whatnot? And it's like, oh yeah, I want this. Yeah, Nest you know? Quick sachets. Yeah, yeah. It's a sachet of Milo or something. This sachet like, of Milo. One single but, sachet, yeah. Just to entice you. It was a can of surprise of just the whack on the front of the magazine. It's hilarious that they like they they strap a friggin' packet of powder to the front of something to entice you in. Like But it worked. <laughs> you know, you want this, don't you? are all saying this, but I I still go into news agents and I still pick up K zones just to see what shit they've got in the, the current issue. Because if if I pick up a K zone or something and it's got like a cool Pokemon thing or you know so, some random thing that I might actually be interested in, I would buy the magazine for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're, they're like, "Oh, is this for your kid?" And you're like, "Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah." <laughs> I, I never go to that section of the news agents anymore because our local news agents don't do any gaming magazines at all anymore. Like, oh, jeez. Like uh, I think wow. the last one, the last one to be stocked was Game Informer, and uh, yeah, that they stopped is, stocking um, that, and yeah, it's because oh, because I used to buy. Um, following on from NMS, I used to buy Hyper. Is that is that dead? Is that? I think Hyper it's still magazine. going, but hasn't been That's sold in my local uh, news agents yeah. for a long time either. Yeah. That was a great think, magazine. I used to like Hyper quite a bit. Mm. I think Hyper's done. I'm not 100 sure, but I feel like it's done. Yeah, yeah or but, it just became a website or something. Yeah, I think it just or became a website. But a lot of gaming publications, magazines are dying or exactly, dying just yeah. a website or whatever. So, um, thing on the um, uh, did you have more to say, Drew? No, no, I've I've pretty much said what I was going to say. I think. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Would you like to double check your your answer? Um, I was going to say with the whole like uh. 
you know, the comics, manga, and all this stuff like being being expensive. So I um I didn't start getting into comics until I was like fourteen, fifteen. So I'll, I'll definitely say I was late. Like I'm I'm a teenager and I'm I'm getting into comic books, hmm. and. I started buying them from my local newsagent. They would have like a random selection. I'd have like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man and something else maybe. And they were, they were all like kind of not the most recent issue, but they'd be like maybe a month ago, you know, like they, they were sort of up to date, but they would consistently get in the latest issues. So that's how I started for several, probably for six months to a year there. I started buying them from there, but they were seven ninety nine an issue. You know, I was a lot, for, for something that you can read and be done with in like 15 minutes, you know, it's like, hmm. it's it's quite a lot of money. Um, I now have, I don't know where it is actually, somewhere somewhere in this house, I've got like six to eight long boxes full of single issues of comics, which is quite a lot of comics that you can fit into those long boxes. And that was when I was doing my, my physical media version of comic books, because eventually an actual comic book store for a couple of years opened up in town here. And I stopped because A... As I just said, that stuff's expensive. Um, buying them at the, they were selling them at like five bucks a pop, a single issue or whatever. These days, I buy every everything digitally. Um, I even buy manga digitally, and I'll just mm. read it that digitally on there because if you want to be up to date with any series, it's little bit, it's the high price point. Obviously, when something's brand new, that you're paying the mm. the high price for any mm. of these sorts of things. But if you want to wait, um, I buy everything for Comixology which does manga now as well. So that's where I've got stuff. Um, but oh, they have sales on all the time. And like, I remember it's either late last year or the start of year. It was like, oh, here's all these, my hero academy, Acad- academia. So geez, words. Um, here's all the, like the first 10 mangas of that. It's like five bucks each or four ninety nine. I'm like, okay, I'll buy all these done. Um, you look, Like for Batman, day that was on today in america or yesterday in australia as of recording um just to put a time date on this um they had like all these collected editions of like really great batman stories it's like five bucks each pop, 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 pop. and that's kind of the way to go that that's my advice for anyone that's looking to get into comics as much as comic places companies would prefer you to buy uh physically and as much as supporting your local comic book store is definitely a good thing i would say that if you're trying to get into comics or reading manga i would actually suggest 100 doing it digitally because mm. it is going to not take up a heap of space and it's going to be cheaper and that's because soon it can cost your bank account a lot and it can also soon just start taking up a ridiculous amount of space in your house which is the yeah. of a negative part of it yeah, and like if you do want to start like a physical collection, uh, you can do it afterwards too. Like you can find the series you really like, then go and get the physical editions of it instead of like getting everything that you read yeah. physically. <laughs> you might not like it and you just, you know, you've got it or you've got to try and sell it and selling a second-hand comic, I would imagine if it's, your mates yeah, are into it, it'll be hard. Yeah. yeah. The, only, the only things I still buy physically of comic books is if there's a series that I absolutely love, then I will buy the full omnibus or the full volume set of it or whatever when when the storyline's actually um all done and dusted if i really really want it so i can have it on my shelf so i can pull it out and be like just just flick through the pictures sometimes just be like oh this moment when this was happening remember the time that batman kicked this person's ass oh that's fantastic let's 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 look over this that's (laughs) absolutely brilliant um and yeah so that's what i have my 
iPad for. I, I'm not a Kindle person. Books is my one like physical medium thing I'm absolutely clinging on to for mm. life where I still just prefer having books in my hand. I prefer, I, I love the new smell of a book. I love cracking up. I love hearing the spine mm. go crack the first time. It's, it's never been opened at all. Um, I'm going love- to sample that and <laughs> like evidence that Dylan's a serial killer. <laughs> well, sorry. Um, I like it when the spines go crack. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> Yeah, love all that stuff, and I I just love being able to see a book on the shelf. I love I love bookshelves too. Um, I've said this to t- different friends over the years. Now it's, it's either like I get a weird reaction or not, but I'm like I if I had the money and like my dream house, I would own like Beauty and the Beast library, like Ooh, I, yeah. a room just yeah. with ceiling high bookshelves and one of those ladders that I could just swing along and go swing along and yeah. just uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would also have <laughs> the money sophisticated to hire, hire someone to. <laughs> To dust them all because I hate dusty bookshelves. Well, I'm thinking if I can, re- if I think if I can re- afford this magical book room, I can probably afford to have someone come dust it. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> your, your own butler. Yeah, <laughs> whatever works. Um, but yeah, well, that's that. So, all right, so let's wind this up just really quickly with just roundhouse questions here. Let's go physical or digital preferences, Dylan. I think I know yours, but let's go physical. <laughs> physical. Physical. Simon. For books, physical, but I don't read them anyway because I fall asleep, so I don't really know. <laughs> We're gonna go. We're gonna go audible. Audible. Yeah. Drew, what about yourself? <laughs> yeah, I like I like physical. Yeah, Not that I've uh, read a physical book. In a long I just time. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think Dylan talking about both you, Dylan, Dan, talking about audible so much is like maybe I should really try it because really I'm just consuming podcasts and music all the time anyway, so mm. it's right there. So I should just try it. Yep. So, uh, what's that discount code again? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> no, no, that's no, all good. Look, uh, let, let's transition to the next one, Simon. You're up next. Tell us about your topic. This is less a topic and more a really stupid game. So, you guys oh, no, ready? I'm scared. <laughs> okay, so if you go into the current group chat we're in, not the podcast one, but the one we're doing the call on. Okay. Oh, Discord, I see all this. You'll see lyrics to some songs, and there's actually going to be a couple more coming after this. And each person has an emoji to represent uh, them. So, Drew, you are the mushroom, because House of Mario. Uh, Dylan, you are the explosion. Uh, Dane, you are the smiley face. And I am the (laughs) music symbols. And we're basically going to choose any word we want as replacement lyrics uh, this is so. This is not not like a scoreboard thing. We have to get the original lyrics right. It's like let's just take a well-known song and just completely flip it on its head. Similar to like when people do those. Let's make a story by each person using one word or or, or whatever you know, and they pass it round and round and round and round. So similar to that. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> oh wow! All right, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll I'll do all the reading in between, obviously, but um. Yeah, let's hope that our, our connection allows us to do this with minimal lag. I'm glad Drew's okay. up first. Um, mm-hmm. What's up? I said I'm glad Drew's up first. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you literally have two words and you're up second. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, is everyone w- ready to get their whiniest American accent on for all the small things Blink-182? Oh, no. yeah. oh, damn. This is going to be bad. I can't really do it. <laughs> all right, Drew, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. 
Now, th- now, now, before we start, this was just like an idea I had in my head when I was walking the dog, so this could just completely <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> yep. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, go. All the... Big. Things. True. Sex. <laughs> Truth brings. I'll take one. Toilet. <laughs> You're right. Best cactus. Always. I... Uh, backflip. <laughs> You'll be at my pain. <laughs> watching pornos. <laughs> Commiserating. Say it ain't slow. I will not eat a dolphin. Turn the dolphin vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um. Oh. Uh, Gary, no, it's not Gary. Um, turn me off. Turn me. Uh, oh shit. Um, take. Fuck. Me home. Na 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 na. Anyway, that, that's that one. All right. It's such an so, iconic holy, song that, like, yeah. all you want to do so is say to... the actual word. Yeah. But that was like the test. That was like the test run. Like I was like, okay, I'll go in an easy one. So now we have the first verse of "In the End" by Linkin Park. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh god, this is hilarious. Okay. It starts with one. Horse. I don't know. Horses. It doesn't even. <laughs> Poo. <laughs> How hard you fly. <laughs> Keep. Eating. In. The dining table. I designed this. <laughs> Bathroom. To backflip in due time, all I. Uh, eat. Poo. <laughs> is a... <laughs> smelly... thing. Watch it down the toilet. Bye, as the... <laughs> Shit. Swings. <laughs> Watch it. Evaporate. Down to the... Beach. <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> Down to the beach. <laughs> I said beach. Does that even make sense? <laughs> Down to the beach of the water. The uh, monkey. Ticks. It's ticks. Away. It's so. Yuck. <laughs> you didn't masturbate out. Glue. Watch the. Oh, it's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> right out there. Asshole. Oh. <laughs> um, trying to tighten your bum on. Didn't even. Even uh, expand. I. Miss my horse. It all just uh Watch. You sweat. I kept. Eating. Inside. And even though I. Miss you. It all. Fell <laughs> apart. Oh, is it? <laughs> That's so hard to get your mind. What it meant to. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> Will eventually be a horse Dorito. What is a horse? Of a. 
smoke. When I flied so hard. That was just hilariously horrible. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> this is this is reminding me heavily of an episode of the House of Mario where we did fan fiction and we all thought it was funny, but I think in podcast form everyone's like, the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh my god. Now we have two options. So we can either do the other song and then the final one, or we can just jump to the final one, which is the Pokemon theme tune. Ooh, that sounds cool. Because the other song was going to be the first verse of Lose Yourself Eminem. Oh, I want to do Pokemon, Not, but, but we'll do be Pokemon. doing it anyway. We should probably yeah. do Lose Yourself first. Okay. Well, okay that sounds right, fun. Right. I just like how. <laughs> I just like how Dane's struggling to not say the actual lyric. I can't. It's so I- hard to me. It's like kar- the karaoke side is just absolutely hammering my brain. Drew's like ha- struggling full stop. And I'm over here with that last version, just having my own version of the song where it was, it, I had a through line of a horse story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so this this uh, version um, is going to be called Lose Your Horse because you're banned from using horse. Uh, oh, yeah. Horse and toilets. That's all. Oh, is it funny how like you struggle for words and we just come up with like the most like fourteen year old? Yeah, you go to forty, you're like penis. You go to your (laughs) It really shows who we really are. (laughs) Look, guys, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? (laughs) Yo, his Willy, sweaty, knees weak. Still, knees weak. Knees weak. Balls. <laughs> There's blood on his sweater already. Mum's cannelloni. He's nervous, but on the oh, kitchen hurts. counter, he looks like a pig <laughs> and ready to drop balls. But he keeps on. Pretending what he wrote down, the whole crowd goes so. Bananas. He opens his. <laughs> balls! <laughs> but the. <laughs> <laughs> but the laughter won't come out. He's. He's swinging it low. How? Everybody's. Where are we up to? Correct. Now. <laughs> the. Dylan, the click clock clock run out time's up over blouse snap back to <laughs> uh, home <laughs> <laughs> oh there goes his load oh there goes the show he choked he's so blowed he blew his load <laughs> <laughs> but he won't give up not ah no <laughs> easy no he won't have it he knows this whole erection cities big it don't matter he's smelly he knows that but he's sweaty he's so cool that he knows when he goes back to his mum's home that's when he goes back to the garden Again, again, yo, this whole dirt soil, he better go. Poo. This. 
plow. And hope it don't. <laughs> Pee. Ham, you better lose yourself. That was terrible. We are skilled freestyling MCs. I tell That's you that. it. Far out. It's too hard to lose concentration as soon as that one fucking... <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. All right, so this is the final one. Pokemon, theme tune. This should be easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to be the very... Breast. Like, no. You've done this before. Chest. Ever was. To catch them is my real. Uh, I don't know. Um, catch them is my real. <laughs> I just got test. Get the fuck out of my head. Um, uh, quest. Quest. Yeah. To stroke them is my cause. I will travel across the... Gland. Searching. Up and down. <laughs> oh, jeez. Thanks for taking my one. <laughs> Each Pokemon to understand the fever that's inside. Pokemon, gotta... Gotta eat them all. Oh, it's... Penny. And... And Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's my super spruce Pokemon. Oh, you're my best. A uh, good friend that is also my uncle, but my uncle uh, is, a, is a bit of a creep, so I don't see him that often. In a while, we must. Erect. Dave is stalling so hard. Oh, no. I'm, 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 nah, I don't know. I'm blocked. We must offend Pokemon. Uh, gotta scratch them all. A, a Drew, so true. <laughs> Our Drew will pull us through. <laughs> you kick me, and I'll <laughs> kick you. <laughs> Nailed it! Oh, this whole like summer assembly required band that we're gonna be forming is just gonna kick ass. <clears throat> We need to do oh, advance. No. We need to do advance battle now. The um, one of the later seasons. Like, oh, I'm undefeatable, Pokemon. Oh wow! Advance yeah. battle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, um, I think that's probably a first in podcasting history. First, I'd like to apologise to the yeah. listeners. I need <laughs> those to of you that are, those of you that are left. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you know, the funniest thing about this is that Dash isn't sitting in on this. Uh, Call this time. That's going to be a complete surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dash. There's a few edits in here. He'll he'll enjoy a gland song, so that's all right. Yes. Glands, horses. Oh all right. And, all right. Uh, next topic. All right. Drew, you're up, mate. I usually, I would have thought Ooh. this uh, topic, <laughs> I would have thought this topic from Simon, but mate, I'll, uh, I'll let you go with it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've, I've been sort of looking to, upgrade my phone for a while from the um, iPhone 7 and uh, pre-ordered the iPhone 11 uh, Pro Plus or Pro Max sorry Um, (laughs) and uh, been playing with it for the weekend and I know that Simon got one and uh, Dylan got one I'm just uh, curious what we think about the new phones I guess so um, Simon since I guess we'll start with you because you're the big uh, Apple expert the tech expert so we'll uh, jump to you yeah, I'm I'm loving this color. Uh, that that was the 
the main one of the main things that drew me to it, um, aside from cameras, was just that level they achieved with the the midnight green. Uh, as I've said on a last apple slice, it has a mm. slight bob effect quality to it, uh, which really drew me in because normally I don't like green objects, right? But um, I think yeah, like overall, uh, you know, surface level, people could say, oh, it's 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 more of an iterative upgrade, right? But essentially. Um, aside from the usual, you know, performance upgrades and that you you'd expect, um, it's really all comes down to to the cameras. And as like Dylan was tweeting earlier, so many people uh, making use of the, particularly this time around, the ultra wide, and uh, and the night mode as well. Um, that being said, we all got the pros, and and you know, for various reasons, there's you know additional lens and and you know I, I love the textured smooth. You know, matte style glass on the back, etc. But really, if I were to try and recommend someone to one of the new phones, it would be the 11 overall, just at that price point, because you still get the ultra wide and everything. You just don't get the telephoto, um, and you know, obviously, it's it's the aluminium instead of the the steel edge, etc. But um, yeah, it it was it was a really weird position I was in this time around because typically after you've had your phone for two years, um, you know, the phone say designs might have changed more you know, dramatically etc and you might be feeling like oh my phone's really slowing down etc i really want to upgrade whereas this time around like i actually question myself as to like do i actually even need to because i love having the latest stuff i love talking about it on, on, on apple slice but like my 10 is going as good as day one mm-hmm. like the actual longevity of the devices is a lot better um of which that's that's has now since ordered this and that's now gone to my other half. So she's she's got the ten and so now she's going through all the stuff of like how do you you know do no you swipe gestures over the home button etc. <laughs> yeah. all that sort of stuff and yeah and, and getting used to it. and it's so funny she goes oh her first comment was oh this this feels so much bigger than my other phone she's like I, I think this is more designed for like a man's hand and I'm just like I'm like, I I said it's the same physical size as your previous phone she's like no way and I put them side by side she's like. How's that even? Yeah, you know, physically it's the same size, but obviously it's so much more screen. You have further reach, etc. You got to do, but um, so that was funny in itself. But yeah, this one, as expected, yeah, loving it. Um, I put a clear case on it this time because I wanted to be able to see the color and yeah, um, I had the advantage also of uh, being able to purchase this through work, so I don't feel the uh, monetary outlay. Mm. as well yeah um but yeah it's it and i fully expect this to to be a long-lasting device and yeah i i was never tempted like yourself drew by the maxo because i really feel like the size of this one like dylan went with just the um the standard size uh i think ticks all the boxes for me for it feeling like it has a large screen as well as actually being able to use it with with one hand um whereas uh, yeah and pocketable, I guess. Whereas some people, like yourself, opted to go for the the max size. Yeah, because like yeah, like I said, I upgraded from the um, iPhone uh, seven, and I was still quite happy with it. Like it's still running as well as it did on day one, and mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, with my phone, it's you know, you know, obviously a lot of YouTube, a lot of you know, media consumption. Obviously, mm. obviously using it as a phone, um, stuff like what? social media. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. yeah, exactly. And like, and I guess the main thing is like listening to podcasts and music and that. And the iPhone Seven still did all that for me, 
but I was thinking sort of the start of the year, like, oh, it'd be good to get a camera so I can do some like, you know, some stuff around the farm and, you know, take some nice shots mm. and, you know, sort of like chronicle some more things with like really nice photos. And I looked into it and, you know, your average camera, if you want like a pretty decent one, would be like about, be about a thousand bucks. I was sort of thinking, well, I may as well just put that money towards a phone, upgrade my phone, get the better phone and also get the better camera. So, um, since I, I, I've been keeping up with all the rumors going into the this year's iPhone and really like learning about all the other phones around it in the in the Android space and everything. And uh, yeah, it's just so when the actual conference came and that, like, I'm not the type of person who's watching the Apple conference every year, but this was the first one I actually sat down and watched the, basically the whole thing instead of just the highlights. And um, everyone's saying, oh, you know, it's a, it's a boring update. It's you know the same design, just better cameras than that, but. I guess the uh, the leap from the seven to uh, now the eleven, I didn't think like it would be. Like, I knew it would be a big jump, but mm. um, as soon as I started using my Max and looking back at my seven, I'm like, oh my god, it looks so antiquated. It's, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, it. It's more the excitement going from when you have an obvious mm. redesign. So like as you know, um, and Drew's well because he's been looking to the rumors and stuff. Twenty twenty is going to be the expected. Yeah redesign which i feel like is going to be something more along the lines of the ipad pro with the flat edges and stuff bring the flat yeah. edges back um but i i wasn't yeah I, I was perfectly fine with the the 10 design i really feel like you know because that's been the biggest change essentially with the dropping the home button and everything for um for the iphone so i didn't think it was ever going to dramatically change that quick because the the frustrating frustrating thing i have for people that have that look just look at a phone straight up and go, oh, but the, and they say might be comparing like the notch or whatever, but they don't actually compare what it does versus you know the fact that their equivalent has to have a fingerprint scan on the mm. back, etc., and all this other crap. Um, you know, I'm just like, so I, I'm more amazed by the actual technology packed into it and the ease of use rather than being worried about this notch that that's at the top of the screen that you don't even look at when you're using it. Um, eventually the long game plan is that will go away at some point or become like an un- under screen sort of thing. But it's I I'm ever frustrated by just like the constant clickbait style stuff of just like Apple's doomed, they've lost their shine, whatever, and yet they're selling as good or better than mm. ever in in various different channels. So mm. yeah, it's it. I really feel like the tech media and then general media trying to cover tech have really kind of latched onto things that rile people up yeah. um yeah and it just it yeah. that, and that's why for me this year i've actually kind of tuned out mm. um so you were like drew was coming to me with oh he um oh, i heard this i heard this could this happen could this arrive and i was like i've actually taken a step back you know this year as opposed to being so obsessed with it because i, I get sick of the rumor mill stuff mm. so I wanted to be more like a general consumer this time around. Yeah, it does get a bit grating. Like, just every single little detail, mm. like, oh, is this going to be true? And a lot of the things came out to be true and a lot of them came out to be false as well. Like, there was, um, it came out like, oh, the Apple logo is moving to the middle. Oh, is it going to mean this? Is it going to mean this? But it's just like, no, it just moved mm. to the middle. That's that's all that happened. <laughs> it's nothing. But then but then you say that and the, uh, the teardowns have showed that there's some physical stuff set up inside it that looks like it was set up for the uh, bilateral wireless charging. Mm. Yeah, which would be cool. Which yeah. which could lead to the rumor that it is being held back by software. So, mm. Yeah. What about you, Dylan? What did you, what did you uh, come from before you got um, here? I had an X. 
I didn't up I didn't upgrade last year to the what was it the XSX XS yeah XS, yeah <clears throat> 10, yeah yeah so I I didn't bother last year because I was like I'm good that's that's not a big enough change um so yeah the whole I, I'm used to the no no finger scan no buttons all this all this sort of stuff but the the main reason I really well my contract was like, like I had 24 months so I'm getting a new phone either way like even if this year's one was like pretty boring i probably still would have upgraded because just like after two years as much as my my phone was working fine i was like even if i don't notice it i'm like that battery's is that battery charging is you know like is it running out faster i feel like it's running out faster you know all these sorts of things i always like mm. kind of getting a refresh even if it's all in my mind i can feel better and be like yeah this is this is great now it's all brand new um but the the, the main factor for the the pro for me was the cameras which I have uh, been loving. I've been, I, the first night I got it, I just kind of ran around my house and outside uh, for a half hour and I was just taking heaps of pictures of stuff with uh, night mode on and these sorts of things, which I posted one example of on, on Twitter. But I was even like a pot plant, which was like hanging off a, like a chain off the, the deck outside, pitch black outside and um, the night mode, like I thought looked pretty darn good. Uh, from pitch black darkness compared to even like having a little bit of light but yeah so i'm really happy with that and then um the wide the wide angle lens is i think a, a pretty big game changer and obviously you get that with the the base 11 model as well as the pro but i'd like older lenses because i like having the um when you do the the stuff in video being able to literally like have a a shot like zoomed all you know you, you can go from like zoomed all the way in over here and then like you can just manually zoom all the way out like you can do it in one seamless video you don't have to like stop mm. and change or like any of that sort of stuff you just drag and drop um some of them a lot of the manual settings even in the, the basic camera app i don't know if that's just a change of ios 13 or it's actual the phone but like um all, all the manual f f stop stuff which i was mucking around with a bunch in uh town today to to, to just get the finer points down um, is good but I mean I've got I've, on previous phones I've had I've paid for like 15 20 different camera apps that let you open up you know so you can adjust um, f-stops and exposure and all this other stuff a bit more manually to help with the the iPhone's basic camera app not letting you do that so um, mm. that's fine but um, it, aside from the phone also I've been enjoying j just iOS 13's biggest game changer is just the night mode on everything. I'm like, this is it. This is the, this is the future. I got this. I, I'm suddenly have night mode on on everything, and my everything's changed. Yeah, I've now, got now, night mode on everything too. Are you setting it on? Because I set it to the to be timed. You know, when it goes dark, it goes dark. When it's light, it goes light. No, I got it on 24 seven. So I got that on. I got Twitter night mode on now. You know, every every app I have that has night mode has it on 24 seven. And it's that's how black, I like prefer your soul. It. Yeah, pretty much. And I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely love it. I, anytime I see someone post a screenshot of, of an app that I have night mode in on Twitter, but they've got it in normal mode, it, it blinds me. I'm like, oh, that's what it looks like. <laughs> like I was literally scrolling through and I saw someone post like a screenshot of Audible today. Someone I follow on Twitter. They're like, oh, look, I'm really enjoying listening to this. I'm scrolling through. I'm like, oh, that fucking white background. Like, Jesus, my eyes. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that nonsense? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 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 loving the phone. I think the the three cameras on the back does look a bit ridiculous <laughs> every bit of, time I see one. Bit of it, it does look a bit. It does it does look a bit ridiculous. It's, um, it's actually grown on me the camera layout though. Like 
when I first saw it, when it got uh, sort of leaked, I'm like, oh my God, that thing looks hideous. Especially like... But the, the difference back then was all those leaks per se were they made the entire camera housing black. Mm. Whereas this, because you, you can actually see through to the color of the phone, it's mm. far less of like a, whoa. And yeah. it, I actually quite like how they how they handled it. So. I do too. But like on the, uh, on the white or the silver color where like the cameras stand out like a lot because they're just like black mm. dots. Oh, I, yeah, think it look, I think it looks but then, but then, silly on that. But Yeah. But then I, I also like spiders and I like how it reminds me of spider eyes. So. Mm. Well, <laughs> also, all these people complaining, they're like, oh, these damn cameras, most ugly thing ever. I had on handle it. My, my, it's your phone. Most of the time you're looking at the freaking front of the thing. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you worried about? The, the people staring at the three cameras on the back of the people... You're, uh, you're taking pictures of over there so mm. um, and then also obviously a really good refresh um, as my, my ex uh, my ex yeah literally my ex phone um, <laughs> my ex yeah <laughs> um, just having like it, I, I hadn't like fully scratched the screen or anything like that but you know my, minor like just general wear it doesn't feel as good to touch you know I don't know if that's weird. like it's not like it's actually dirty it just do- doesn't feel fresh like this final feel for like it's it's first month of like a really new new screen i don't know if that's like a weird thing to say but i've also just been enjoying because obviously apple arcade launched and i started playing some of those games on my old phone and then when my new one came in i was like yes this br- brand new perfect screen and i'm playing games on it i'm like ah oh, this looks so much better the phone the screen size is literally the same but it looks so much better and <laughs> much yeah, more enjoyable. there's a weird psychological aspect to having something like new because because yes. finally because my because my tent always felt because i i mean if anyone knows me i've got like probably anywhere up to four microfiber cloths within reach at any point um <laughs> and i'm like constantly cleaning like my phones watches max everything so mine stuff is always in pretty good you know like like new nick sort of thing mm. but there even was that aspect that didn't like you said i got this one and then i like gave my previous one to my wife and i was just kind of like hey, you can have this now <laughs> sort of <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah, like um, just as far as um going to the max goes, I was in a, uh, my girlfriend was uh she was doing something in Adelaide, so I had a bit of time to kill in Rundle Mall in Adelaide. So I went to the Apple Store and I was there for about two hours, and I was just like, Jesus, yeah, and I was yeah exactly, and I was I was thinking like what what like I'll actually have a play around with the phones and decide which one I want, and I went back and forth a lot, and I'm like, I tell you what, I actually really like the Max because um with my job um. It's like I'm up all the time. So like a big phone, I didn't think would be a very good idea. So I'm like, oh, but seeing the bigger screen, I'm like, oh, like it really caught my eye. And uh, sort of when I was waiting for the for it to come in the in the post, I'm like, oh, did I make the right decision? Oh, crap. I was actually getting a bit nervous. But <laughs> I, I spent like too much and got the, got the bigger one or whatever. But I got it out of the box and straight away I was like, oh, yes made the right decision i absolutely love it like the bigger screen and i sort of found like sometimes like my thumb's like oh i can't quite yep. reach it but yep. I, mm. I, I do find with my even with my seven I, I usually hold it with two hands anyway so it's not oh, really? such a big deal because yeah. I, I i had the i had the bigger version of the x um for three months before i um i can't remember i can't remember exactly what called. i had I had an issue with my original x and it was kind of covered so I, I got a replacement, no worries, it didn't cost me anything. But for for a couple, for like two to three months there, whatever it was, while I was waiting, for, for whatever reason, they gave me a um the, the big one to mess around with. They gave me the option of either getting the same size, um in in 
not the X, the the nine, I guess, or like trying out the the bigger version of the X. And I'm like, oh, I'll just use that for a couple months then. Trying to so, upsell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Um, so I, I did use it for a couple months, and I was like, I, I really enjoyed the screen size. I loved having the huge screen, especially for like playing games and watching even YouTube videos on it. But the number one reason I I didn't like it was simply because it was too much of a hassle. Like I'm walking down the street one handed it and I'm like stretching my thumb to get to certain things. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just wasn't ergonomical enough for me as much as I really enjoyed when I'm laying in bed and I'm watching something on it or whatever. I'm like, this screen size is fantastic, but just general day to day use. I was like, no, it's too big. Yeah. And I might discover that yet too, because I have, I've had it for the weekend, but I haven't had it for like, you know, I haven't had it for like a working week or anything like that, but. Yeah, those yeah. times where you're like running down the, you, you, you're power walking somewhere, running down the street or whatever, and you kind of whip it out, and then you're like, oh, I have to just claw <laughs> to grip it, and yeah. Mm. What about yourself, Dan? Because it wasn't that long ago that you got the um, 10s, right? Yeah, so I got the the XS. Is it yeah XS? Yeah, it's the t- 10s. Oh, 10s. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's a thing. It's a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I've been on. So I've been on the Apple train for a long period of time. Like, I think the only transition I went, and I still think, like, hand on heart, I think the my favorite phone out of the iPhones are the iPhone four. If I went iPhone four, iPhone four S, I just felt so good. I'm not talking about like specs and all the rest of it. I think it was just like that big mm. jump between three and four, and the fact that like I just mm. had this like mm. I don't know whether it was like a nervous twitch or whatnot, but I just used to spin that thing in my hand, and I used to just, it just felt good. <laughs> like I've still got where's this bloody thing? Uh, somewhere here. Oh, this yeah. would be mate. Like, I guess it's for podcasting. Too, but here so you, you go, bang. It, yeah. There it is, and you still like do the flicking with it. But um, ah, oh, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so I like um. Yeah, so I made the. I did jump over to Samsung back in the day, and I hated it. And that's nothing to do with anyone that loves Samsung Galaxies. You know, go for gold. No, Hopefully, you didn't buy one of those ones anyway. that exploded. Um. Um, but <laughs> but the iPhones, the iPhones, I'm I love it. But I've, from talking. what I've found over the last couple of years is that I'm sort of off this train. Like I used to be, like not heavily invested, but I used to always be like, oh, you know, there's a new announcement. Just as I'm like, like looking at Nintendo products and whatever, like thing like that. I used to be like all in about like these rumors and announcements that were coming. And I find, I find that like maybe it's a cultural aspect thing with Apple or maybe just it's a cultural aspect thing when you're heavy invested into any particular brand or product or whatnot. But like it's sort of like to me, like I just took a step back and I'm just like, look, I don't need every sort of uh, iPhone that comes through. I'd like, you know, I'm very fortunate with with uh, with work. I, I get a phone and I usually just choose the, the latest iPhone when the, the plans come up. But I think there's like a, not to throw anyone under the bus or anything like that, and I don't mean anything like that, but it's like this whole, you know, like, yeah, have you ever seen The Simpsons and you see that, oh, it's a new Malibu Stacy, you know? It's the exact same thing. Oh, but she's got a hat. You know, like this, this is small tweaks that they do with these variations. And I'm sure there's so much more than that, but it's like, I don't know, until they really ramp it up. And maybe they have this time. Like I really haven't gotten hands on with regards to the camera. Like camera's a big thing for me. Obviously, if you've got, you know, family and kids and things like that, Simon, you'll know, um, you, you know, you, you use it so much. Um, but it's just, I'm just, I don't know. I stepped away from like having it, like getting the newest one of the iPhones, I guess. And I'm just comes down to plan really. When the plan runs out, I'll just jump onto the next one. But I, I like, I really like it. I'm not moving away from iPhones. Um, as Simon knows, like sometimes, you know, Apple gives me the absolute shits because I just can't understand it. I've got, I literally have one of those dummies for Max books, um, you know, just even trying to do a screen print. I have no idea. That took me ages. Um, just things like, just little things like, because when you're, you know, when you're so invested in PC and, and Windows and whatnot, and then you move over to a Mac, it is just a, 
it's a real big change. Um, yeah, I, I could vouch for that too. Yeah, I, I've and, done. I did that about a year ago, and it's, I, I remember I was installing programs, and it, it like obviously on Windows it's a EXE. You click on it, install, delete the EXE. Mm. With um on Mac, like install the program, and then I was like, all right, how do I get rid of it? And then it, it, you got to like go to eject, and it ejects it. Then that deletes it. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm, mm. <laughs> And it's almost like it gives Apart you this appreciation that, of like when your mum and dad come to you and say, how do I use this technology that I bought, you know, sort of thing. You're like, oh my God. Mm. But then you're like, then when that was the feeling when I first bought a Mac, I'm just like, right, yeah, I got this. And then all of a sudden it's just like relearning it and like learning the, com- like using commands. Like now, obviously now I got it, but like just little things, little behaviors and patterns and things like that. You go from left to right. Um, but no, yeah. it's good. The, the, the best thing I find is because, so I got, I got heavily into Apple and Macs and stuff when I started straight out of school when I went to, to TAFE and I was doing graphic design and stuff and they had all Macs and everything there and it's my first time even sort of like using them or anything mm. and I, I bought my first iMac but every all my day jobs involving computers, they've had PCs there um, and so I've always actually been using both and so therefore I've never actually got... I, I just became very quick to just shifting between the two mm. so there's no... There's nothing, no frustrations for me, but you know, like my, my friend who, um, who now, you know, I, I work with some technically now is his boss. He'd been using, he'd been working newspaper using Max this entire time. And he came back and I'm like, Oh yeah, here's a computer, yeah, PC. And he, he had a real hard time that first, just to, again, like the shift back, adjusting to using control instead of command, etc. And, it, um, it's just like anything else, like. It's a it's just a muscle that you stretch, use, yep. or whatever. And I, as I say, I I have no. If I open up my Mac or if I jump my PC, I it's not like an actual brain thought where I'm like I have to suddenly press Control C to copy compared to I have to click Command. Mm. My brain's just kind of used to it now where it just does it. I yep. don't actually have to mentally think about the yeah. process. Yeah. Yes, it's like <laughs> the one thing I will say, Dane, like you said about. Um, getting excited about leaps in phones, that's the smartphone market in general. It's just matured. Like, we're, we're just at a point now where any updates of any brand between phones seem so incremental compared to the early days yeah, it because does, yeah. it was new tech back then. Yep. And, and I think it's it's always going to be that way. No one's going to ever... Unless someone flies in with, like, a brand new product line, mm. you know, like with, say, like, smartwatches did. That was, like, a new product line sort of thing. Mm. Um. Or, or like iPads at the time, you know, and then tablets exploded. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, you, you're never going to, because the frustration I have is people go, oh, I wish it was, I wish it felt like it did back when Steve Jobs was alive. I'm like, yeah, but he was around those times when they were just introducing these new lines and new things. Products. Almost time. back to back. Mm. It was just like this, this pure, you know, this period. And it's, it's just not going to like to the point that say Apple himself now of shifting their focus towards the subscription-based stuff because that's where the future of the revenue will be. Phones and that will still keep selling, mm. but they will never, like any other company, they're never going to have like a... A phone is never going to seem exciting to the level of like it did in the first day, yeah. in the early days. Yeah, my, um, my thing with this, like, because you often see people get like all kind of... Get, get an attitude about the phone thing if they don't care sometimes. And but like people get angry and chuck out smart ass comments and you know 
whatever. It's like if you're you got the opinion, your opinion, but you don't have to be an, an asshole about it if someone cares. Like if someone like Simon who like is big into to Apple uh, to the point he does a podcast about it. It's like there's no no need to be rude to someone like him who cares about it because mm. like it, let's take Nintendo for example. They literally re put out one of their products every single fucking year. Every th- every 3DS model, DS model, they would put out a brand new one every year. And you people turn around and be like, yeah, but Dylan, like it was a light and then it was a new <laughs> 3DS and it's all these things. I'm like, okay, but it's very obvious to you as someone who's heavy into gaming why these new ones are new and exciting and the reason you must buy a new one every year. But I'm like, how about to people who give zero fucks about Nintendo uh, or gaming consoles in general and maybe their thing is phones. That's the thing they care about. And if they want to get excited about the, the little features every single year about a new iPhone, well, how about you just let them get excited about the little features of the iPhone every year? You know, it's like... Yeah, it's one of those 100%. things. It's like you're sitting over here buying the, the same thing every fucking year in a Nintendo console, but mm. chucking stones. I totally um, agree because, say, an area of tech that I don't really care too much about is TVs. Mm. Like everyone's like, oh, I've got, I've got a bigger. It's got UHD. It's now 4K. Oh, well, I'm, I'm chasing an 8K TV now and all this other stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but the first of all, I'm not doing that, and then you know constantly upgrading tvs or anything and then second of all the media is never really widespread or catching up enough to service to to warrant you getting the tv for said features it's like oh sweet i've got like a super ultra crisp whatever it's like yeah but channel seven is still streaming in standard definition you know what i mean like it's 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 ridiculous or Mm. and you know and to, to a lot of people and and it can be the same with phones people that are into apple or not people into samsung whatever it a lot of it can just become like oh yeah but mine's got this mine's got that and like a just like a spec wars happens with consoles as well you know between sony and uh, and xbox but yeah it's at the end of the day i I take much more dylan's approach of like if someone is really actually passionate about something just let them be happy about it not causing anyone any harm Mm. they're not you know they're, they're just happy being in their in their own world their own interests and as long as they're, you know, not out there murdering people, then you yeah. should be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you look at PC gamers who upgrade their graphics cards once a year, like what's the difference there? You're spending between uh, close to a grand, if not a grand or more, sometimes people that are constantly putting money into their PC to constantly every year make it the best it could possibly be. And it's like, do you need to do that? Yeah, because that means I'll be able to get 144 frames in Overwatch instead of 142, you know? And it's very easy to be like, oh, that's silly. Let's make fun of the hardcore PC gamer because they're trying to get a couple more frames out of their PC. But it's like, I, I do feel like sometimes uh, phone stuff falls onto the, the very bottom of like, let's make fun of the people who care like heavily about phones whereas hardcore P- uh, pc gamers who upgrade all time they don't get too much shit people who upgrade their console uh their consoles somewhat every one or two years they don't mm. get shit but something about phones that people are like that's silly don't do that waste of money what's wrong with you yeah mm, yeah. yeah no i 100% agree and maybe it's because maybe it's because everyone has a phone you know maybe it's maybe it's because it's something that people are pretty emotional about because we use it so heavily. Like we literally, we all have one. Um, they do everything, you know, and and mm. it's something that we we do take pride in, I guess, the choice, you know, that you, you do choose, you know, because I mean, like when, I don't know, when I have a phone, I have it for a long period of time, at least, you know, two or three years. Um, and it's something that you want to carry with you. And 
you know, you got it for a long time and, and you, you know, I guess I get it. I understand people are very passionate about that as well. And, and people sort of mm. have their own, you know, there's always the, the iPhone or the galaxy or whatever sort of phone that you have. And, you know, they've had that experience as well. So um, maybe we sort of just need to get out of this mindset of, of looking at things like, you know, something that it has to, you know, be this massive revolution, you know, from the SNES to the 64, you're not ever going to get that like sort of wow factor again. And people got to sort of stop mm. having this expectation that people got to be able to, like you said, Simon, people got to be able to like recreate the wheel, so to speak, you know, if someone's making it better, if someone's improving it, then that's awesome and, and give props to it. Yeah, exactly. Cause you know, I feel like that it's at the same level with the consoles. Mm. You know, your PS4 to PS5 or Xbox to whatever. Pretty much. It's, yeah, it's, it's spec bump. Yep. We're, we're now just in like spec bump mode. Um, but funnily enough, uh, going just, just to cap off the phone stuff, is that I've, I really honestly feel like part of the reason that we say we've got this, this camera layout that we have on this new iPhone is because it is noticeably different over the 10 and the 10s because that is super important, particularly in China. Um, like the they actually any man, any phone manufacturer suffers a lot in China if they don't have an obvious like someone's holding the phone and that and they know it's the latest. Mm. Like if 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 they had the camera in the same layout and they chuck that third lens in the middle and at a glance you wouldn't be able to tell it's the latest one. It's a it's a apparently a big issue in China. They they really want it's like the real status symbol factor and given just the sheer amount of people in there and the size of that market. Um, I, I I fully well expect that to be part of the choice to the to the design aspect for us because on the front you know the phone's looking the same and on the back everyone's talking about this this square you know it's the square housing you've got but everyone knows it's the latest so it's um yeah. it's very much the same in here Tasmania because I was walking around taking some pics today and I got stopped you know 50, 60 times I reckon on my way from my car to the cinema people are like, oh you got the pro I'm like yeah just they wanted selfies with me also <laughs> awesome um nice. guys we'll transition from into the last topic which is my topic and I really want to like get a bit of um uh I want to vicariously live through you guys because my, my topic here is about PAX, uh, PAX Australia. So it is definitely coming up. I guess most of our listeners that uh, have heard the podcast and, and have heard sort of our backgrounds, they know or have a familiar a familiarity with what PAX is. But for those listeners that don't, so PAX, uh, originally known as Penny Arcade Expo. So it's an annual gaming expo involving tabletop uh, arcade video games. So and there's, and there's so much more to that as well. Um, it happens once a year. It's, uh, it is uh, happens in several locations around North America, but also here in Australia, in Melbourne. So it's coming up this year. It's on the 11th to the 13th. Um, and we've got uh, out of the four of us. So we've got uh, Dylan and Drew. You guys have been before. Uh, Simon, mm-hmm. it's your first time this year. And me, like you, Simon, I've never been and I won't be going this year. So my background is that I wanted to go last year, didn't get there. Uh, wanted to go this year. Uh, Bubs is due right bang smack in the middle, 12th of October. So oh, I am not going anywhere. No Otherwise, I will be no murdered. Um, and so I wanted to, to basically <laughs> vicariously live through you guys. And I wanted to, I guess, start the conversation there with Dylan and Drew about, I, I guess, you know, wh- what makes you go to PAX and what do you love about it? And what are you looking forward to this year? And I'll start with Dylan. Let's go. I think there's two ways to tackle this question because, um, so this will be my third PAX. Um, the fir- and 
I'll start with the first year. So the, the first year I was attending solely as someone just going there for shits and giggles. Well, not shits and giggles, but, you know, see things, meet up with friends, you know, see people like the lovely Drew over there. Hey, how, 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 you're not here? Okay, fuck it. See you later, brother. Um, all these other people who are like, you're going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there. And you see them for like... Well, you see them or you don't even see them, to be honest, half the time because <laughs> it's so busy and there's so many people there. Um, but, yeah, so go for like a general person was my first year and I spent a lot of time in panel, panels. And if I was attending this year as just just for fun, I would probably spend a lot more time in panels as well because panels, I think the first year I went, I probably went to somewhere between 10 to 15 panels, I think, over a couple of days. I just really liked that aspect of it. Mm. I, I went to some really interesting ones. Um, like I, my favorite one the first year I went there was like there was this whole panel on um, sound design in games, and that was something that I don't hear people talk much about. So I went to that one, and that, that one stuck out to me by the end of the event because I felt like I'd learned a lot. Um, there was lots of interesting conversations. Um, I went to a hunt, uh, hunch, a whole heap of... Um, uh, like representation ones, be that uh, w- women in games ones or like LBGT um, ones as well. And they're, they're always like quite interesting to hear from. I, I, I like the panels that are from people that aren't me talking primarily. Like, cause I, <laughs> I, I, I can hear my viewpoints about how video games are great because Call of Duty is great. This shit. Okay, cool. I can get that pretty much anywhere. I'd much rather go hear interesting um, points of view. So that was my first year. I, played some games, played some indie games. It's great. The pl- the place is absolutely massive. You will pretty much never see e- everything you, that's even in there. It's huge. You, you walk around the entire game section. You're like, this place is bonkers. And then you go through a, a little door s- sort of section and you're like, okay, now there's a tabletop section. This place is fucking massive. You mm. go all the way to the back of that. Then there's all these like uh, people setting up their PCs and playing like land sections there and all this other stuff. You're like, this is massive. You go find all where the panel holes are. That's never ending and upstairs. It's like the whole event is just ridiculously huge. And especially the first year going, I was like, and I've been to cons before, like I was Comic Con and whatever stuff. Uh, definitely PAX is the biggest thing I've ever mm. The biggest con I've ever been to is PAX. It is bonkers. Mm. Um, so then I was going to say, the second other point is last year when I attended, uh, attended, it was going there to do quote-unquote work more, so Explosion Network content, and that's how I'm going to be tackling it again this year, which means I probably won't go to any panels, or if I do go... Last year I went to one. I allowed myself one panel as like a freebie thing, but other than that, I was focused on doing stuff that's going to be able to produce content I can write about or I can talk about in podcasts or whatever. And most of the time the panel stuff is maybe it'll help influence the way I can talk about stuff in the future, but it's not very like in the moment uh, content I can produce. So if I'm going there as like from that aspect, I think the way that I, I, I tend and go about doing packs uh, changes a lot, especially when throughout the day I'm like constantly taking notes about games I'm playing which I was last year and this year I will be again and then you know organizing with people you want to film stuff and then I'm editing stuff from my hotel room and uploading and all these sorts of things I I think there's just two ways to look at packs it's like the work mode and then the not work mode but yeah um Drew can attend to both viewpoints I guess as well yeah so I actually I've lost count how many times I've gone actually it might be five times, five, six. Man. I think it's, Look, I think wow. that's every time then. Yeah, I, I think this is the fifth year, I think. 
Yeah, well, I have. I don't think I went the first year, so I think um, it was thirteen, two thousand thirteen or twelve or something. Yeah, maybe. so I might have went two thousand fourteen. Maybe I actually can't remember. It's sort of all blurring together. But I originally went. This was before I was doing podcasts or anything like that. Um, went with a bent bunch of my mates. We got an Airbnb together, and we all just went as a big group. Went the packs. Went the heaps of panels. Um, went and checked out all the obviously the games, the show floor. Spent a lot of time there. And uh, the only uh, sort of convention I had been to before then was Avcon, and Avcon's basically like a little. It's, it's a lot smaller, so going to PAX, it was just like real eye-opening. Going to like the middle of Melbourne and going to a convention. And yeah, so I did that for a couple of years, just went went with a group of mates and um, throughout the year, sort of like more friends sort of joined that. And I guess the, the year I started doing the podcast, so 2017, when we started the House of Mario, we um, I went there by myself and I didn't, we weren't, we weren't doing, um, I didn't go there and do any content that uh that year. I just went there and I met like a couple of people and um earlier that year we did we had the kind of funny meetup. So I met like people like Dylan and a fair few others in the Australian community who were doing podcasts and that as well. And that was a good sort of time to I guess catch up with a lot of people. Then we hit the town. <laughs> yeah, we did hit the town. And you you completely forgot about it, did you? Until I posted it on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I was very drunk, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let's be honest. If you find any footage of the, uh, all the footage of photos I've got that night, um, yeah, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just remember the Mac has just been the absolutely pig, absolute pig star, and there's like people it, like fighting shit. At the it front, also, like, oh. yeah, these people were trying. To, yeah, fine. It also came back to me that we did go to that club, and I was like, was and, and you, me, and Buddy were like dancing in this like dingy club with barely anyone there, and then was trying to get Ash to dance. He was like, nah, nah. And then at some point, we left and ended up McDonald's. Yeah, that was a blur. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just remember going down these stairs, and it's like going into these neon lights, and just like. <laughs> a room just full of smoke and like it was like a smoke machine and just go right up to the DJ yeah. and just like doof, 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 we're just like <laughs> jumping about <laughs> yeah That's so awesome. yeah uh, that, that was 2017 and uh, last year 2018 that was the that was the first year my co-host of the House of Mario Bryce got to go so we actually um, did a little bit of coverage we did a few um, podcasty things and all that uh, yeah and we I still I didn't go to as, as many panels just because we were doing a a couple of things ourselves mm. but yeah mm. that, i reckon that's one of the best things about packs actually is like just the panels and um because there's some really interesting ones sort of like going there as many years as i have like a lot seem to repeat so yep. there's a lot of like oh how to be a awesome twitch streamer it's like well i don't have to go to that again you know mm. it's like yeah. very similar advice similar conversations if, that people are yeah. having yeah yeah, so it's a lot of like, you know, um, be consistent, have a good camera, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so this, but then there's like, you know, more uh, unique topics that come up and it's like, oh yeah, I'll go to that. But so I guess that's probably why I go to a few less panels just because um, a lot seem to repeat. But um, yeah, well, this year seems to... I was oh, going to say, can you relate last year when you said you, you, you did less, like with what I was saying before about like... Uh, viewing it different like you're going in as the house of mario this year we're doing content we're 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 here on uh, mm. doing that did, did it do you do you feel like it's kind of changed the way that you att- you'll even go into attending packs this year because because my whole point is that like someone could like you know dane's coming to me like how's packs tell me about the packs experience i'm like i can tell you about the packs experience i had before i was going there to do content i can tell you about the packs experience i was having yeah. now because i'm going there to do content and they're completely different experiences mm. do, do you think that's the same drew uh 
a little bit, not really. I'm still going for fun and, you know, all the podcast stuff is still... Hey, I'm still going for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Dylan's going because he hates it, but he's still going. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I view it a little bit different. Just you've got to be a bit more organized. Like, all right, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be there at 10 o'clock to get to the Nintendo booth early and check out the indie games here. And you sort of have a bit more of a plan Mm. and like everything else revolves around that plan. It's not just like, oh, we'll go in there and have a look. Do whatever you <laughs> want, yeah. Yeah, because that's what it was. Bef- it's yeah. a really interesting point there that Dylan makes because it is it can change your overall, you know, t- your total experience. Like you going in there just as a spectator to consume as much as you absolutely can through the panels, mm-hmm. the video games, the tabletops and all the rest of it, where the time is basically up to you and to you to allocate however you want to do it um, versus you being going in there, you know, the next year or the following years as a content creator where you're like, right, my allocation of time like free time is this to for panels and all the rest of it um, but I've got now commitments to do these things which is exciting and it's awesome and you get to meet these people and do these amazing things but it does change your overall experience so I guess from from both sides they're both pros and cons but is there any like on both sides of the fence is there one you prefer over the other or um, like if you could if one year like you, now that you've done both you know gone in there you know as the content creation as well as just no content creation if you were to have like a year off of content creation, you know, would you be happier or would you prefer to be doing the content creation that year? Like, where I, I'm happy. No, because like ultimately both versions of packs end the same, which is uh, everyone get, gets together at bars and whatever yeah. else at the, mm, the end yeah, of the definitely. day. And that's going to happen in Regardless. both scenarios. So it's, yeah. it's only really changing what I allocate my time to inside the event and Mm. like the major difference there is panels or playing games to be able to talk about games and what have you. Like that's the, that's the major big difference or spending time filming stuff. But either way, one of the best things or the best thing about PAX is just the social aspect, which is going to happen no matter what at the end of the day. Maybe if I was not a content creator and attending, I would spend a little bit more time, uh, walking around with people during the actual event and interacting with them instead of mm. like off making doing my own thing. Either way, at the end of the day, I'm I'm gonna talk to them anyway. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Like if if I didn't have like you guys there to like socialize and that with, and uh, I don't know if I'd go just for packs. Like I'm not too fussed about like playing the games early and that. Like you know they they're gonna come out when they come out. It's 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 all good and fun, but. Mm. Yeah, definitely the social aspect is what I'm looking forward to the most. Just you know, catching up with people, having a good excuse to have a few beers and yeah, have some fun together. And uh, and yeah. that's exactly um, so. Uh, Buddy Watson, obviously, uh, listens to some of them required would know who he is. Um, he said he goes to packs for the people first yeah, and for the yeah, game absolutely. second. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Which I really feel like. I mean it. If you think about it, it is quite funny that I am essentially not an active gamer. If you're talking about games consoles, I was very big into Nintendo back in the day, um, but I've still kept up with all the game stuff via channels such as these podcasts that we produce and listen to. Um, but I thought to myself, there is no other opportunity for all these people that I interact with on a daily basis for them to be physically in the same place mm, at the no. same time. Mm. And I was just like, I. Yeah, it, it'd just be awesome to go. It'd be awesome to surprise them 
And that all <laughs> fell apart, didn't it, Dylan? <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I would um, have never figured it out if you didn't give me. Yeah, I, I, I had a, I had a grand plan that I was just going to rock up, um, and then I, I, I think it all started falling up. The, the, the bricks of the wall of my plan started falling apart when I, I first told Drew. I was just like, oh hey, I was like, I, I, this is what I'm doing. I need a contact, you know, so I can find out where you guys are. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 cool. Yep, and Drew's like, yeah, man, I got you back. Like, we can do this. I'm <laughs> hey, like, sick. Uh, to, to be Covert fair, mission. I didn't leak it. I didn't leak it. You're making it sound yeah, like no, I was yeah, leaking it. Yeah, he didn't leak it. I leaked it because I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, I was just like, oh, hey, buddy. Yeah, so this is happening. And then he's like, whoa. And then I was like, I'm going to drop little hints to Dylan and see if he can pick it up. <laughs> and Dylan at the time was like, I'm, I'm a legend with detective work because I watched Veronica Mars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and anyway, it ended up just resulting in like, oh, hey guys on Twitter, like, it's my plan, super psyched for it. And um, which has just been so much better now because now I've got to actually speak to various different people who have gone um, and, and know how it goes because I'm both equally excited and anxious about it. Um, and just being such a large event. What, what, yeah, what uh, makes you anxious? Just the pure size of it or the, the social part of it? or Well, part of just because you're kind of like just the general anxiety you get before you, or nervousness or however, before you meet people in real life yeah. that you haven't before sort of thing, mm. which ne- which always turns out to be just like super chill anyway. Mm, yeah, like yeah. you kind of, like you know, earlier in the year when I met up with Dane and Buddy and that for the first time, um, which and that was awesome. It was just kind of like yeah, like you already know each other. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it's it's just super easy. Um, but then the fact of then I've started to get into the okay, I'm gonna go for like equal parts fun, but then equal parts of like okay, what can I get out of this content wise? You know, and then I was like, because I'm obviously really pushing to take my tone. I was like, I'd love to go in there and speak to these devs and stuff about the sound design part of their games, which was interesting that you said that there was that panel previously about sound design um mm. and so yeah so I've, i'm set with that got my business cards got my jacket yeah, that looks got so my, good. Um, that jacket oh <laughs> just, my god um yeah thanks <laughs> that uh got my got my handheld mic and everything and i'm just gonna see what happens and if i leave with snip you know enough little snippets to make a special one special episode out mm. of great and then i've just the rest of the time i've got to hang with these people that i've got to know and 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 essentially converse with probably more than actual friends in my town. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what it's, that's definitely what it's like for me too. <laughs> yeah, and that and coming from yeah, a, such so a small town. Yeah, and that is so good to hear, Simon, because I was like, you know, that just proves that you don't have to be you know heavily into in you know video games or anything of that sort of genre. You know, it is like for me, my. Mm full reason that I've always wanted to go down to, you know, the reason why I've wanted to go down to PAX for these last couple of years is just to, to meet people, meet people, you know, like yourselves that are going to be there. It's this one place at this one time of the year where you're going to communicate and see people in real life that you've been, you know, speaking to throughout the whole year that you've built these connections and built these relationships. And I always go back to like when I start, first started listening to podcasts and I was probably like, you know, maybe two years listening to, you know, the Hungry Gamers and 8-Bit and a few of these other groups out there as well. And um, I got the opportunity when Brendan moved up here to Brisbane, there was like a Twitch meetup and I never went to a Twitch meetup. I never meant to anywhere where like you would meet people that you would, you know, listen to in podcast mm. form. Um and I remember, I still remember like going into um, Netherworld at that Twitch meetup and seeing Brendan for the first time I've ever seen him. And 
um, well, he recognized me and I recognized him and I went, you know, went up to him straight away, put my hand out for, you know, a shake and, and he grabbed me and gave me a hug. And just to know that like, you got that sort of relationship that you've, you know, never met this person before and you're just, you know, having these communications, mm. you know, over socials and just to like pick up like that. And I think to amplify that to a, a big group of people that, you know, um, yeah, to, to these people that, you know, you've you've invested so much of yourself and time and, and friendships that, and to just to have a great time with people. I think that's, for me, that would, that's the huge thing, you know, when are you ever going to get this opportunity to do that? Um, even like I got a, another snippet was like at EB Expo 2017 when um, I went there, and I think that was pre actually meeting um, the Epic guys, is um, seeing uh, Mike and Tegan from uh, Reset Podcast, and just you know it's the exact same thing. You know, you just go in there and it's just big hugs, and it's you know it's just something that it's just so familiar, and just to do that at scale, I think that would be awesome. And then just on top of that, just like you know looking at these panels and, and looking at these people that are taking these panels and the subjects, there's so many of them. And, you know, there's, there's, some of them are really unique and some of them are very honed in and on certain things. And, um, you know, some really resonate with you and, and some you can sort of, you know, take bits out of it if you wanted to as well. So, um, yeah, so hopefully 20, 2020, but, um, but yeah. And I guess one of the other things I just wanted to ask as well is that like for any first, you know, any first time as like, you know, you two, Drew and, and, and Dylan, is there anything that you can sort of give advice to for first time? There's a lot of people talk about uh, PAX Pox, which I'd imagine it's just people getting sick at PAX. Is that right? Yeah. Just wash your hands. Wash That's your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I've never Before got sick now. because, yeah, here's my first tip. Bring hand sanitizer in your bag. Yeah. And then yeah. use it. Nice. And then use it. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. there's your first tip. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, my, uh, I guess my... Other than hand sanitizer, uh, deodorant's also good. But then also yeah, yeah. Um, download the PAX app uh, schedule thing onto your phone uh, because you can literally just find all of the – go look through it all ahead of time, <laughs> select all of the panels that interest you, even if they overlap with one another, and then you can set them all – you know, then you've got a short list down. Then you can set reminders for them. Then you know what to do because a lot of the time you'll be like, oh, but this thing's on at 11. This thing's on at like three. There's plenty of time between that, but you, you won't realize how fast, like sometimes you're sitting in a panel. Next second, you, you, you've walked over to a station, you've played a game, um, you have had lunch and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I've got to race all the way over here. And like, Sometimes if you're literally all the way over on the very left-hand side of the panel, for instance, playing a game, like how long it'll take you to get free crowds and stuff mm. to the room, whatever, which may be on floor three or something. But to get there, you've got to walk. Honestly, you may have to walk like 20 minutes, 40 minutes to get where you need to go inside of this uh, this building at time because of crowds and how long you have to go. So yeah, I'd say the biggest thing to know is just preparation if you give zero shits about attending stuff and you just want to go in blind and go for gold then obviously that's the way you want to go about it but um i'd say if you actually want to do stuff make sure you attend stuff the, the app is a must-have mm. mm, and, and zucky i've had that experience when i went to um, america last year for this huge uh, marketing um thing that was put on uh in boston and that again like i used the app and i had all my speeches and panels and everything I was going to all marked in there and uh, allowing time to get in between. And that was like a, an event where like 30,000 people go to it sort of thing from around the world. And it was just like, just having that, that 
pre-planned thing of just knowing okay exactly where I can go and and once you've sussed out your bearings and how far everything is from each other and especially the whole making time for lunch scenario because you're gonna have to line up anyway and mm, yeah. um so so lucky I've kind of like got that part of it it's just for me um yeah just just the idea of I've only been to Melbourne once before barely remember it so it's kind of like new place essentially and but yeah no looking forward to it oh, yeah. very good awesome all right. Well, has guess, any got, anyone got uh, anything else to say, share before we uh, wind up this episode? I was going to say Drew to get his tips in, but fuck him. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Oh, Drew. <laughs> apologize, mate. You go. Oh. That's good. I'll just quickly say, like, don't underestimate um, how much it takes out of you sort of getting around the convention. Um, you know, bring a backpack, bring a bottle of water, wear some good shoes, not comfortable shoes. You're going to be spending. Thongs? You know. yeah, yeah. Bring some thongs. They'll be nice and comfy. Um, no, not really. Bring some, bring some decent sneakers or something. And if you're going to stick around, like you know, it, it's fine inside, but once you go outside, you know, at night time it's going to be quite cold or whatever. So bring a jumper or a jacket just in your backpack or whatever, because you won't need it inside, but you will need it outside. Yeah, climatize. That would be my question. Do pe- do people go straight from the convention to wherever in the city? Uh, yeah. Like, is that? Unless or like do people go back to their accommodation, um, unless your accommodation's real close, but depending on whether that's convenient or not, um, I've yeah. always gone back to my hotel because like my the the main convention, like where all the games are and stuff, that closes at five thirty, I think, mm. every day. Um, the the foyer area or whatever you want to call that, um, that's open till like eleven because there are panels happening until later in the day. But the the games area shuts off early, so most of the time I'm leaving the the convention center around six ish or whatever. And most people, uh, like most of the events, people are like ah eh, meet there at seven thirty or whatever. So you usually have heaps of time, like to uh, unless you are actually got a hotel that's like you need to get a, a Uber or something to get there. I'm like, I will happily walk the 15 minutes to my hotel, sit down for a couple of minutes, uh, yeah. you know, do what I need to do, rest up, be like, ah, I'll enjoy my moment of not a million people around <laughs> me. And then you head back out into the million people. Are, Insanity. Yeah, around, insanity. Is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I made a bit of a mistake this year because uh, a friend of mine who lives in Melbourne, they said, oh, uh, do, do you and Bryce want to stay at my place? I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be great. You know, free accommodation. So just left it as is. Then, uh, you know, a few months ago, I was like, oh, where do you guys actually, you know, where do you guys actually live? Because like, <laughs> I, you know, didn't really think about it. So it's about, um, you know, I think they said, oh, it's about like a 45 minute like train drive or, and however much shorter it is on Uber. I'm like, oh God. But oh. so we won't be going back to our accommodation, but hopefully it works all right. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> the money we save on accommodation doesn't just get spent on travel, but we'll see. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, mm, yeah. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. Uh, you have been listening to Some Assembly Required, our monthly roundtable podcast where members across the Australian podcast community get together with a random topic and discuss it amongst the assembly. If you like that, be sure to follow Some Assembly Required over at dashgamer.com on iTunes, Spotify, and all other podcast listening services of your choice. Make sure to follow at Dash Gamers on Twitter to find out when every episode drops. Uh, for last time, guys, let's go around the table and let's just tell the listeners where we can find and follow yourselves. Let's go, uh, Simon, go first, mate, if you can. 
Uh, so I'm on Twitter at Precise Path. Uh, my primary podcast, Take My Tone. You can find that in your podcast player. Uh, the website is takemytone.com. Um, that's also the same name on social media. And I also have a monthly uh, Apple Tech podcast called Apple Slice Podcast. So check that out too. Fantastic. Dylan? You can follow me on Twitter at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can head on over to ExplosionNetwork.com where you can find video game podcasts, movie podcasts, TV podcasts, reviews for all those things, news, articles, and much more. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, mate. And Drew? <laughs> uh, you can find me on all social platforms at iDruby, and you can find me over hosting the House of Mario on uh, all social, or not social, but podcast services, whether that's uh, yeah, the Apples or the Googles whatever side you decide to <laughs> buy. <laughs> oh, fantastic, mate. Um, and you can find me everywhere at Dane Peavy um, and also at Pushing Through Blue across Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and the podcast is available on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Anchor FM and uh, across other listening podcast services. Guys, thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Hopefully uh, we gave you some comedy. Uh, apologies in advance for uh, <laughs> my hosting as well as the um, uh, the, the blanks ah, in the mate, music. So uh, all good, guys. Thank you so much for your time. And until next time, take care of yourselves. I still vouch that our All the Small Things is better than the original. Hashtag hot take. I was just going to say that I think Dane's... Fu- inability to pick the lyrics proves how gentle of a soul he is (laughs) oh no